we're bringing back the hurricane podcast uh i was looking at it the other day i think it's been almost two years to the day that we've done a podcast podcast since pat then had the old podcast rock and roll yeah i think pat had what, like 12 15 episodes, a couple episodes. you said oh, you and you said you and sydney were going off to shreveport and well, we kind of listened to one we listened to uh it was pat and ben Pat and Ben's order. Yeah, okay, we did athlete of the month. Student of the month, right there. Uh, so, if you guys listen to this, uh, we brought this thing back. Just me and Kel, a lot of times, we'll have these conversations kind of off the cuff between the one, after the noon class, from like one and three. We'll kind of get on these tangents, talking back and forth. And the more I kind of thought about it, you know, I thought this might be valuable information for you guys to listen to because. We're inside of a class setting. A lot of times, it's really tough to have in-depth conversations about, you know, whatever it may be like for training purposes, nutrition purposes, mindset purposes, pacing and workouts. You know, the gambit of different topics when it comes to fitness that we can honestly have with you guys in a class setting, just because either a, either you guys don't give a shit, or b, we just don't have enough time with you guys and. We thought it might be good, valuable information to you know bring back the podcast. This first one we're seeing kind of shoot off the cuff and just kind of go wherever the conversation goes for today. And as we kind of prolong further into the podcast, we'll also come up with different topics. You know, if you guys maybe listen to this and you're like, hey, I'd really like to know more information about X, Y, and Z, definitely let us know, and we'll kind of go from there. Uh, you know, don't expect this podcast to be anything professional. We're obviously learning as we go. Um, if you got the kids in the car, don't be surprised that some F-bombs are thrown around here and there. I can't guarantee that this will not be a clean podcast because sometimes we get on some tangents and the F-bomb gets thrown. So if you got the kids in the car, sorry that this might happen here and there. Uh, so just be aware of that if you guys are listening to this ahead of time that there might be some cuss words thrown out there. That's, that's kind of our style and it is what it is. I'm not going to apologize for it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try not to be on the on the cussing side. Uh, no, I mean, we're going to try to keep as clean as we can, um, but we're not going to throw F-bombs left and right. Stuff might but, go down. I don't yeah. know yet. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, so kind of real quick, we'll kind of talk about, you know, how did Kale get into his CrossFit Into my CrossFit right? journey? Um, okay, so kind of a long one, uh, but kind of started off, um, I played football freshman year and sophomore year in high school. Uh, after that, I quit football my sophomore year and I need something to kind of do. Uh, so what I kind of did is I got into lifting. So LC Fitness was right behind my house. So I would jog there and work out there in the morning or after school. That building is um, tore up dude, right it now. Is, it's rough. It's are they going to re- Are they going to fix it? I don't know. Every time I pass it, it doesn't look like people are there. Um, but I remember when I would go, I mean, there was holes in the ceiling. Like, I've heard it was, it was already of, kind of a, a shithole. It was kind of shitty. Um, now, I kept going because it was $20 a month. And so like that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. I would just run there $20 a month and have friends go with me. Um, but did that for about a year. Um, that kind of got boring for me. And so I switched to CrossFit CSE. Okay, so that was kind of back in the day a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went there for probably a year, year and a half. Um, started to kind of really enjoy it. Um, I kind of got with like Meg and all them, and so they kind of yeah. helped me out a whole lot. Um, and then kind of heard about Hurricane, and so I came over here for a little while with actually Courtney Farber. He kind of showed me the ropes for oh, a little while. Courtney. Oh, Courtney. Uh, if you remember that, you remember that. Uh, but um, from there, uh, I think I came here for probably like three or four months, and old Cody offered me a kind of like coaching job here, and so that's kind of when I got my level one, and then kind of really kind of dove into the whole CrossFit scene. Um, but I mean, that kind of what got me into it, and then since there, I mean, I feel like I've kind of found my little home. I don't know. I feel like I've got, I feel like I've got my place. I feel like you scored away now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, especially with the whole CrossFit thing and everything like that, uh, I'm kind of enjoying my time so far. 
is that uh, when Matt Cole was still in his prime? That was team? that was the CrossFit Games Matt Cole right there. Is that um, the guy you were kind of shooting for at the time? Kind of at the time, I was kind of like following Matt and kind of like what he did, um, and then I kind of got into it. I kind of started training with Matt for a little while, um, and then obviously he kind of got out of the whole scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he was kind of like my my figure, you know, to kind he of was your rich friend at the time, kind of like that. Um, and so like I would always make sure like try to keep up with his scores or like his weights that he lifted and all that kind of cool stuff. Um, obviously he was much more better than me at the time and pretty much there uh, but that was kind of like the, what I was shooting for was that kind of the, the person that kind of shot you over here was I would say so because like, Matt um, was here because Matt would always like go to CSE and he would do his like CrossFit games shoots there um, or like he would be on the news for his CrossFit games thing mm-hmm. and so I would always see him there working out and sometimes he'd come to open gym um, but I would say that's definitely what got me into like wanting to I guess dive really dive into CrossFit and not just kind of do it on an everyday. Were you kind of doing it recreationally wise? Like, were you just doing the class so. and being yeah, out today? Yeah, I was just doing the classes. Um, I'll show up at noon and kind of do it with like Meg and like all the people, kind of like Meg, Kate Lofton, like all those guys. Um, and then kind of after that, once I got into Hurricane, I would do the class while here and then I would kind of like start getting into like the little extra side of it, so like the lifting and the running and all that kind of stuff right there. Um, but that's definitely what got me into it for sure. What was your weakest thing when you first started? Oh my god! When I first started, I would say running, man. Running has running. been my just the one that has gotten me every workout, no matter what. Running has been the biggest struggle. You bigaboo for sure, huh? You bigaboo there a little bit. Uh, like at like at everything that was like your weakest thing was your running. I would say so. I would say running or like any kind of like monostructural deal where like I'm on a rower for a while or on a bike for a while okay. or anything like that for sure. So what was your strong suit? Like what's something that came to you pretty naturally? I was always good at anything with my shoulders. Um, your shoulders. That was kind of like the all like push, I mean, exactly. you those damn push jerks. Any push jerks, push press, strict press, like wall balls. That was like my jam. Um, even in high school, like I would do strict press and for like weightlifting and Is stuff that, like that. I mean, were you one of those guys growing up like all you was bench press and shoulder stuff? Uh, kind of. I would say so, probably. Like I really didn't start doing legs. I would say until like probably like my freshman year of high school, like like football okay. stuff. Jacob uh, Gillery. I don't think he said he did a back squat until he started CrossFit. So he started CrossFit. I mean, like that would probably be a good pretty close. part for me. You didn't have like a structure, like structure program in football, like become the weightlifting. So we did, but it was more of like a like we did power cleans, deadlifts, bench press, incline press, strict press. Uh, we never really did too many squats. I, I would say um, we did lunges a lot. We didn't do back squats or we did back squats, but we didn't really start doing back squats until we got a new coaching staff my sophomore year. And so, okay, so my halfway. Soft, yeah, about halfway, we really started doing like back squats and front squats and that sort of thing. Um, but for the majority of the time, it was just like a lot of pressing, a lot of deadlifts, a lot of hang cleans. So y'all did deadlifts? Oh, we did deadlifts. Okay. Um, we did hang cleans, power cleans, but we never really got into the whole squatting side of it and that kind of deal right there. Yeah. Okay. What, so y'all did Olympic lifts, y'all did hang cleans? Yeah, we did hang cleans. Did you do any cleans from the floor? We did a couple cleans from the floor, but it was very rare that they let us come to do that. I'm assuming no snatches, huh? No, God, no, no, no. No, that's no. how I tore my labrum in high school. Really? That's well, how you did that? We didn't do snatches. So I tore my labrum in my right arm. It was going into my junior year. And we did power cleans and hand cleans. That's the only two Olympic lists that we did. And it was a random day. And we we had only 45-pound bumper plates. 
So any weight you put on the, bu the bumper plate was either a metal 10, a metal 25, or a metal 45. So you got that up to like 225, which at the time in high school, that was really strong. Yeah, that was a big, that was a big lift. Like 225 was a strong lift in high school. And when you got done lifting, so let's say you, you had stations. So you may do like three sets of six on back squats. And then you had 10 minutes to do that. And then you rested and they're like, okay, you're going to rotate your by skill position. So, you That's know, kind of like quarterbacks and wide receivers and cornerbacks, like speed guys would yeah. be in one group lifting together. Then you have like your offense, defensive line and lifting with one group. And so once you got down your station, you would wait for everybody to finish and then you would rotate the next station, right? So let's say we have our, our hand clean platforms and let's say, for instance, my dude, like three sets of three hand cleans. And then, you know, you load it to wherever you're going to load it up, and then you would bring it back down to 135 pounds with the bumper plates. So that was the preset loading on the barbell. So we're sitting there, and we're just taking a knee after we got down to our station, and the coach walks by and says, Phil, you could probably snatch that, huh? We had never done a never snatch. Never done a snatch ever. I'm a so sophomore going from my junior year. Has like, never done a snatch. <laughs> 135 pounds. Okay. And he says, Phil, you could probably power snatch that, right? I'm like, yeah, I could do that, coach. All excited, yeah. And so I power snatch it. I I do snatch it. I get overhead, and I just I didn't have the shoulder stability and the, the body awareness. I literally fall backwards with the bar. So you you like let the, like, like the bar falls like, on you? No, like I had it over my head, and I literally just tip literally backwards with the bar no. over my head. <laughs> Like not didn't bail out. I've never seen that. I've never seen that in my life. Like I wish we'd have had cameras in the in the, the weight room at the time. But I literally fell backwards with the bar behind me. Why holding on to the barbell? Well, like I was strapped in. Nothing. I literally just fell backwards. Fell back bar with everything. Yeah. So that was my very first snatch ever. Tore my labrum right from the get go. Tore my labrum. I didn't know. I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know. I, had, I felt like a burning sensation in my shoulder when it happened. And it was just kind of like, and, the, and I finished the rest of the workout. We had some other stations we had to go to. I finished it. And, you know, it was probably sometime, it was sometime after football season. So I think it was probably sometime around like November, December time when it happened. So at the time, we weren't doing any type of football drills. Um, and I didn't realize until the spring of that year when we had spring football practice that I had did something to it. Because I was, I was playing quarterback at the time and I couldn't hardly throw because my shoulder was so messed up from my torn labrum and I didn't know it at the time, I couldn't throw a ball 15 yards. So you waited a couple months until you actually like figured it out. I didn't know at the yeah. time because we weren't doing any type of sports specific thing, we were just lifting and it had kind of gone away. We didn't really do a lot of overhead pressing either so it didn't really snag or catch anything at the time. We basically did a lot of squatting, hang cleans, we did some bench press, did a lot of running, um, but we really didn't do anything overhead so it didn't catch at the time. It kind of bothered me for about two or three days and kind of went away. Um, but that was my first ever snatch snatch was failing 135 with the barbell over my head and really falling back with it like honestly now knowing the experience that i have now like if you just let go of the damn barbell which most people probably would have for some reason <laughs> i just didn't know and like what coach tells a 15 year old boy at the time to snatch 135 pounds of their head without ever doing a snatch in their whole entire life yeah like yeah. that's pretty crazy to think about that's now a, oh shit, type of moment. that's a very crazy thing to think about but i mean that's kind of how high school weight rooms are kind of you know, I mean, I remember like learning power cleans, and I remember our coach, you know, my freshman year of high school, making me like literally bring my heel to butt and like slam the floor with my my feet. Oh, like, 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 oh, like, man! Donkey kicking the floor, like heel touching the butt, slamming down on the floor. That like, was the world. 
that was the um, thing, right? It didn't matter what your form looked like as long as you were slamming your feet hard to the ground. Slamming your feet hard enough, and he was an old school coach. Like I mean, he, yes. he was in his seventies. That was like, the cue. That was the thing. You slam your feet down as hard as you can. I remember him coming up the first time we did power planes and taking the bars away from our group because we weren't doing that. And he handed us all a mop broom. Okay, and that's what a you mop did. Broom, and Donkey kick. Literally kicked. did like. 20, 30 reps of just like donkey kicking the floor. And so I remember the first time I go to CrossFit, like like they had a strength piece. It was like power cleans, like five sets of two or something. And I'm doing power cleans and Meg Cannon and all them are looking at me like, what is this? What is this kid doing? Because I'm like, I'm the loudest person in there. My feet are slamming, <laughs> the floor, you know, they had like big metal buildings. So it's like echoing everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so it was definitely like a, a learning experience coming to CrossFit for sure with that whole piece of it. I remember there was a guy in high school. I can still vividly remember him doing it because I'm like, the dude is literally donkey kicking. Literally, and that was that was like, if you did that, like they praised you. Like, they thought, you're, yeah, you're Jesus at that point in time. That's all that mattered. Didn't matter um, your position, your back. Didn't matter you sweeping the bar in. That was you're making a loud noise. Yes. it was okay. When I started um, high school, we had one day of form technique, and the next day we maxed out. Oh really? Like it was. That's. And then the next we had day one maxed. day of technique work. Was you know you. You talk basically, hey, this is the back squat, right? Okay, put the bar on your back, squat down, stand up. That was the explanation of squat. All right, here's your hand clean. You're going to take the bar, you can keep it above your knee, bring it to your shoulders, right? Like jump, donkey kick jump, your feet, and bring it to your shoulders, right? Here's a bench press, so on and so forth. The next day was, all right, let's put some weight on the bar and let's see how much you guys can lift it. Max out. That was the whole entire thing. I mean, we literally had kids back squatting with their chest touching their knees and their knees literally touching, touching as they're coming. I'm like, Literally folded over, completely smashed over, Man, back squatting. I feel like high school was like the time where you saw just the worst form in the world. Like, oh my God. Like, you people see... are doing like the most awful stuff yes. in the world man and then like especially the people who like go to high school and don't go to like college sports or anything mm-hmm. like that and then they come like back to like here and they start doing that stuff and they're like oh this is how I was taught how to do everything and I'm like no, that's not how this is gonna go. You know, I think um, it's gotten a little better over the years. I think just more information has been available. So I think so. it's like people are able to go on YouTube and like look yeah. at videos and kind of like self-explanatory. Because that still wasn't really a thing even when I was like when I was in high school. And it probably had gotten a little bit more relevant when you were in high school. Because what year did you graduate, Kel? Uh, so I graduated in seventeen. 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 Yeah, I'm still Kale. I'm still twenty-two, so I'm still kind of the only young inside. Yeah. But, uh, I, so I think it's improved over the years. I still think you do have a lot of old school coaches that still have the old ways of doing things you know you're not breaking that cycle yet um but i think with just more information comes along i think it'll keep improving you know it it, maybe not to the extent that it probably should but i know even you know it's getting better um you know clancy that used to come here yeah yeah i think he's even getting in if you guys don't know who clancy clancy is a guy in the local area who specializes more in weightlifting uh but he's going to I think some of these local high schools and, and, and teach. Oh, really? I don't know if he's necessarily doing uh, actual like the whole entire group itself. I don't know if he's doing more like individual stuff. Like maybe like a kid might come to him and like I want to get better at weightlifting and he's doing like individual things. Because so I'll see some of his videos he'll post on Instagram. He doesn't post like him working with the whole group itself. So no, it's always like normally like individualized kids that he's yeah. stories. Yeah. So I figured it was kind of like an individual setting. Yeah, so um, but that's cool if he is doing So that. maybe I mean hopefully that's maybe him getting a foot inside the door and that can maybe help him, you know, teach some of these guys, you know, the, the, the proper weightlifting technique and whatnot and and you know there's a fine line. I know they have a hard time with coaching staff. Like they want the kids to get strong and stuff like that. And so they're so concerned about putting the weight on so quickly. 
Um, but in the process, you know, most of our injuries, I know at least when I was in high school, I mean, it happened with me was we got a lot of injuries in the weight room. In the weight room. Because, I mean, you just weren't taught proper technique. Guys are just doing what they can do to get the weight up. Yeah. Right? Because that's what we were taught. That's the mindset at the time when you're in high school is, you know, get the weight, you know, sand it up, you know, press it up. Finish the rep, as long as you finish the rep, that's all that matters. And, you know, I understand, like, you can't make these guys, they're not, you know, weightlifting specialists and they're never going to move like an Olympic weightlifter, but, you know, you got to have some technique and proper positions before you can just layer this sure. weight on these guys. Yeah, in high school, I feel like that's super important too because not everybody's coming from like an athletic background like in sports in high school. Like there's some people that freshman year like never have played never played football, football. never yes. played baseball, never played basketball and this is like their first experience at all in weightlifting. You're trying to tell them to do like power cleans mm-hmm. and all these different things. These guys never touched the barbell that's in life. super complex for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, especially if you haven't done any weights or anything like that before. Um, so I think that would be a really cool thing for people or for clients if he is doing that. Kind yeah, of thing. I hopefully he is. I know he has something he's been wanting to do, so I'm hoping that'll kind of pan out for him. So hopefully that's maybe getting his foot in his door. Maybe some of the other coaching staff can kind of see what he's providing. That actually be pretty cool, like have somebody like maybe like first week of like spring trip. Because that's a lot of times when you go like in freshman year is like in the summertime. Yeah, kind of over the summer. I know at least – you know, being me from me being from software, when you're in middle school, at least the time, I don't think they, I don't think they do it anymore. They did like the bigger, faster, stronger camps, whatever. And so, if you're in more middle school, you got to go up to the high school and lift weights for the summer okay. with the high school and like the coaching staff, kind of cool. like that. You did a sixth, seventh, and eighth grade year, and also your eighth grade going through your freshman year, you were kind of shifting into football going at that point in time. See, so we never did that for like because I went to OQH and then went to St. Louis. Um, we never had anything cool like that. I think that would be really cool though. Yeah, that's what they, I don't know if they do that anymore. That's used, that's used how we do it back in the day was you would start lifting weights your, I don't, I think it was maybe after your sixth grade year going to your seventh grade year. So it was like your seventh grade year? Like going to your seventh grade summer, you, you got to go to the high school and lift weights with them. 13 when you start doing that? Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, so, uh, but anyways, just kind of shifting gears. Man, that, uh, that cheating post made quite the the wave. So. It made quite the wave. I got a lot of interesting text messages <laughs> um, concerning didn't know they were, didn't know if they were cheating or if it was. Uh, they really just a lot of people just wanted to know who it was. Um, but it was definitely a, a little wave that was yeah. going through the jump for a little while. <laughs> like you said, people were kind of coming in. They're like, just so you know, I'm cutting the reps. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Like, we're doing this on a regular basis now. Like, everybody's coming out of the woodwork saying, well, you know, well, I'll cut down the reps today or whatever so it may be. That was the funny part because it was, like, people you wouldn't, like, would normally never tell you anything, you know, they're coming yeah. to you, like, after the workout, like, just saying I didn't do all the reps. <laughs> and I'm like, has this been happening, like, every week or, like, every day or is this just a new thing? Um, so that was definitely kind of funny to see and kind of, like, hear about. Um, <laughs> I think we're still hearing about it today, so. Well, it's just one of those things, you know, we've had this conversation multiple different times. times and you know so I mean it's something that you guys can hear you know our kind of take on it because you know I did a little sticky note post and whatnot and you know there's still more more things about it and you know when it comes to cheating and stuff it's one thing you know if you're cutting reps because you know you're tired and you're like dude I'm you know I'm not I'm not doing any more thrusters I'm just gonna move on like you know we have you know for like for instance this week's work at you know the 40 front squats and the 40 power snatches and, you know, like, for instance, like, my sister texts me after work, and she's like, that thing was horrible. She's like, I scaled down the reps, you know, so I can finish in the time frame. I'm like, that is completely fine. It's one thing to cut reps to meet the stimulus of a workout. Okay, that's different. That's that completely so different. different. I, I'm completely cool with anybody cutting down reps to meet the stimulus of a workout. Even if it's midway through the workout, they're like, dude, I am 
falling out way quicker than I thought I would, yeah. and I'm, I'm, my battery's getting zapped. For me just to finish this thing in the time frame you guys are telling me to, I'm gonna pull back on the reps. You know, I'm, we're completely fine with that. And it's completely different to cut down reps purposely to beat somebody or getting on certain sugar on sugar wad. You, you know, because most people usually have that one person that you're kind of you're kind of shooting at sure. to a degree, and you're purposely cutting those reps down to beat that particular person. And that's a whole other thing in itself. And you know, me as a coach and, and an owner, you know, I've had that mental battle of. Is it a big deal or is it not a big not deal? Big. You know, because ultimately in the grand scheme of things, it's really not the at the end thing. of the day, it's really not the biggest thing in the world. For somebody to cut reps, it's not going to affect your workout. Nobody starts CrossFit to say, I want to beat Kel in a workout or I want to beat Tom in a workout or whoever it may be. They don't want to, they never start that as their original goal. And ultimately that shouldn't be your ultimate determining factor of your workout is beating somebody or not beating somebody. But at the same time, it doesn't sit well with a me or most people in general. It's just the morality of cheating. Yes, for sure, for sure. It doesn't matter if it's CrossFit or anything else. It's just the morality of just do the work like everybody else is doing the work. And where your score is, where your score is. Like nobody, the next day, nobody's going to look back and say that so-and-so beat somebody by like a rep or two reps. That's what I'm saying. Nobody's going to remember that you beat Joe Glow on Monday when it's Friday. Yeah. Like no one's going to... Especially a couple weeks down the road. No, I mean, I can't remember, you know, what the workout was, you know, two weeks ago, much less who who got what scores on that day. I can't remember who had the best score yesterday's workout. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of one of those deals where I definitely, like you were saying, like if you're cheating or not cheating, if you're scaling back, I would say, like, and you get in the middle of the workout, and it's hammering you, and it's, it's a real tough workout that day, and you just decided, like, hey, I'm gonna do 15 reps instead of 20 reps. That is totally fine, like, that's totally fine. Now, if you're doing that, and you, then you go put some sugar wad, hey, I got top score that day, exactly. that's totally different, in my yeah. opinion. Um, but if you're just doing it to kind of, like, get through the workout, you didn't, yeah. you didn't have a good day before, or whatever it may be, that's a totally different situation. Yeah, and like I said, it's, it's, it's more or less a matter of just owning up to modifying. Yeah, that's perfectly fine because, ego, because over, if you say, "Hey, I got this score at this particular color level," right? Let's say I'm doing purple that day, and hey, this is my my score fifteen twenty seven. Well, people are going to automatically assume you did everything at purple, purple. at fifteen twenty seven, exactly. right? But it's one thing to say, "Hey, I did purple, but I modified these fifteen pull ups down to ten each yeah. round." Just say what you did. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not, I mean, not everybody's in the same place and fit in their fitness, you know? So, yeah. like, if you have to scale certain movements back, I mean, do that. I mean, try to get the stimulus of the workout. I always tell people the stimulus is the most important thing in your workouts every day. That's the most um, important thing. Like, if, if it's a 15-minute AMRAP and the goal is five rounds and you're doing a 15-minute AMRAP and getting two and a half, something is mm-hmm. wrong in that situation. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of how I feel about the whole cheating thing in that, in that little, I guess, case. I don't know. Yeah, for me, it's just it's more on the morality standpoint. It's just something that it didn't, it didn't like I said. It doesn't matter if it's CrossFit. It doesn't matter if it's you know at work or you just playing Monopoly with family. If you're gonna cheat to beat somebody or one up on somebody, that's morality. It's wrong. You know, everybody knows that. Even as a little kid, you know that. Even me and Carter will sit there be playing, you know, the hand slap game or something like that. She's like, "You're cheating," you know. Even though you know, I might be messing with her and cheating uh-huh. at the time, like just you know playing with Sorry. her, or not, or not even cheating. She knows on a morality standpoint it's not right, even at that young age at four years old. For sure. It's just something that it doesn't sit well with me on a character standpoint. And that's the only reason why, you know, I have a hard time with it to a degree. But at the same time, you know, backtracking, it's it's ultimately the grand scheme of things, it doesn't it's really not 
that big of a deal. Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely definitely has some. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's not. It's not the biggest thing in the world. But when somebody's looking up to that person, or like if you're always like looking up to on the shirt, right? Like, well, hey, I'm looking at Trey score or what's well, was going to be or um, Trey McHugh. Like it doesn't really matter who it is. Um, it's just kind of one of those deals. Yeah. Check conflict between podcast okay. complications. Podcast complications. We're back. Hopefully, I think we're good now. It seems like it at least. Back rolling. Okay, I think we're good. I kind of got lost where I was, so. But no, what I was saying is, you know, people don't really realize this is that you, if you're if you're maybe somebody who's maybe cutting reps is you have this one person who's getting discouraged to a degree, even though they shouldn't, or getting discouraged because they're they're fact like well you know, X person A B C and D are constantly always beating me in workouts and I'm trying so hard and you know I feel like I'm not getting better and they're constantly getting they're always constantly beating me and stuff like that. That person's mindset is getting down on themselves because of the fact the people that are technically in front of them aren't doing the same thing that they're doing. Exactly. You know, so they're getting down on themselves, even though that's another conversation to have with that particular person to say, you really shouldn't be so concerned with what everybody else is doing around you. You should be more concerned about how you are moving as a person. Because it's ultimately because that's kind of the, that's what it comes down to. That's the good thing about CrossFit to degrees. You can't control what anybody else is doing. Only you control what you're doing. You know, you, in football, baseball, basketball, you can manipulate what the other person is doing to a degree to have an advantage over them. But in CrossFit, you can't. You can't affect the other person's workout. You can't go over there and slap a med ball out of their hand while they're doing wall balls. To stop them from doing it. Yeah, yeah, you can't do any of that. It's 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 all ultimately how you're improving from day to day and from year to year and not comparing yourself to others. But it's just human nature to a degree to want to, you know, have some type of a Goal. competition to yeah. a degree, you know. Uh, it's that's automatically put inside of us is that naturally you're going to have a competition. I think, you know, like Greg Lasson says, people will die for points. Like for sure. that, that's what I think that's a quote we kind of said back in the day. Or, you know, or if I think I remember reading a book is they had people bowl, but they had a curtain in front of the pins, and so people would bowl and they were like just lollygagging, having fun. But as soon as they lift the curtain and they could start to see visually. How they were scoring, like what they were doing. the, the whole matter. the whole entire shift of the mindset, the whole entire shift of the mindset happened. It got a lot more competitive, a lot more serious because now people could see and like compare how they like were scoring. It's just sure. human, it's just human nature. Even if somebody's not athletic, at some point in time they probably whether they become academics or you know something like chess or piano, whatever it may be. That's not necessarily an athletic endeavor. People are still in that process of comparing to a degree that's not that's human nature but even that shouldn't always be the case yeah for sure um i would definitely say that like because i mean everybody has that one person and that's kind of like everybody has that one person they're always trying to like strive to i guess either beat or you know get somewhere close to it or kind of have like an idea of what to do in that workout mm-hmm. um but at that point when you start to do that kind of deal and you start to take reps to try to beat somebody i think it's just kind of taking it over the edge at that point in time. oh yeah for sure um and you know, it's it's the good thing and it's the bad thing about CrossFit to a degree is, you know, having those points on the board sometimes can bring out the bad and some people like cutting reps or like that. Or even on a standpoint of, you know, moving properly can sometimes be like an issue as well. Like somebody time. cutting corners to get a faster time, For right? Sure. Like, like cutting reps. Rep- you're just dead doing deadlifts yeah. pretty much, touching the ground. Right? Cutting range of motion, um, you know cutting the corners just to get a better score per se and 
that can be a detriment to somebody overall because it's you know if you're constantly cutting these range of motions you're moving poor quality you know over a period of time that's how injuries occur you know that's how overuse injuries occur things like that just because you're not moving the way you were because of the fact that you want to move faster and you're either cutting your air squats lower or you weren't pressing out fully or you're running your back out to get through your deadlifts mm-hmm. you know the list can go on but you know it sometimes it's better off to have some certain days of the week that you say hey I'm going to take, take it back a really back a notch. I need to kind of slow down some and have some other days maybe in the week that you say, okay, these are maybe more of competing days for myself where I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go full send with it and, sure. and put the throttle down on, the, on it and, and go after it. Because, I mean, know. not everybody can go balls to the ball every day anyway. So no, it's like, not realistically, like you should pick like one to two days out of the week mm-hmm. to say, okay, these are going to be, maybe that workout is your jam. And so like you, you show up and you say, okay, I really want to try to take advantage of this workout. Um, but if going five days in a row of going ham, I don't think is realistic. Um, no. It's super hard. I mean, even for like, if you're in a legally level type deal, like you shouldn't be going too, too crazy every day. No, not every workout should leave you on the floor. Exactly. Um, you know, you should, like I said, you should have some days in you there. You should have those, but no, I you don't need, think it should be an everyday. Situation. No, I think those are still some good days to have. I think you have to limit yourself to a degree. You know, because most people are working, you know, a nine to five. They have kids. Their sleep schedules are thrown off. Bonk. You know, whether it be, especially with little kids like me or if you're working shift work. And so you're not optimizing the recovery like you could at all points in time, obviously, because most people, you know, like, hey, I'm gonna try to eat right, and I'll sleep as much as I can, but at the same time, I mean, life gets in the way, and that's ultimately what's important to me, and I'm working out because, obviously, A, I wanna look good, but B, at the same time, I wanna feel good and, and live healthier as down the road and be able to do things I wanna do. And so every single day that you come in here and you're putting your face into the wall and you're, and you're smashed and you put yourself to the limits, you're probably not recovering enough on a day-to-day basis to be able to do that. To do that over and over, over and over and over, and over again. Sure. You need to have those couple of days in there that you pull off the throttle a little bit, and you can still work out and still breathe heavy, but you're not necessarily pushing the pedal down to the middle totally. as far as you can. Yeah, maybe that might be bringing in the load a little bit that day, and maybe focus on more positioning or just bringing down just the overall intensity in general of saying like, hey, I'm going to breathe hard, um, but. You know, I'm not going to push that limit to physically can't go anymore. Can't go. And, and limit sure. those days. I think those are super important days. So those are maybe some of the days that you can maybe work on your form. Or those mm-hmm. are days that you can kind of maybe like take that step back and really see the benefits of just a normal little workout. Um, but for sure, man. Well, we were even talking a little bit or seeing a little bit with, you know, people who run marathons and, and you know, these triathlons and whatnot. And one of the biggest things that they'll kind of say is you have to run slower to run faster like start off like learning basics and just like hitting like the well, even even so like even just building like a, a bigger aerobic base is comes down to sometimes moving at a lower threshold so like instead of you know running and you're at 170 180 190 beats per minute your heart rate is more around 140 150 beats per minute and just getting like the miles in and, and like you're building the aerobic really base of some base. kind to a degree right and that can be a humongous benefit for building an aerobic base field to, to then be able to keep a higher threshold later like down the road. Like when you do get to those stages where you're pushing the pace a little bit more, yeah. like you're a little yeah. more able to do that. You know? And I think that'd be a benefit for a lot of people is, you know, some people were like, you know, how do I get better in my workouts? And it's like, you need to build that aerobic base better. So, you know, for most people like, you know, most of our workouts are obviously done at a high intensity because of the fact that we're trying to 
get as much bang for a buck within a, a 60 minute window, right? Most people don't have the luxury of spending two, you know, three hours in the gym. two or three hours in the gym on top of doing you know aerobic work and strength work and things like that. So we're limited at how much we can do within a 60 minute time frame. And so, but if somebody's like, hey, I really want to try to improve my overall, you know, conditioning for the most part to try to help improve my watts, one of the best things you can do is, you know, two or three times a week is doing lower intensity cardio pace days to a degree. Um, you know, whether it be, you know, running, rowings, you know, on the skier, the biker, and limit, like, so a lot of times I'll do some about interval piece, like today, you know, on this Thursday, I do usually, right now I'm doing about one time a week is, you know, I'll have, like we had the bike, the ski, and the rower, and we did a 36 minute EMOM, and we did 10 calories on each station for nine minutes. Then we did 11 calories, 12 calories, and then 13 calories. On the last round. On the last round. So every, you know, the last nine minutes, you're at 13 calories at each station, and you rest every main amount of time. So it took us about 40, 45 seconds to complete 13 calories, and you rest about 15, 20 seconds the next apparatus yeah rinse and repeat and so it's one of the best ways you can help build an aerobic base is by slowing down a little bit longer duration to a degree right Mm -hmm. um and there's also the other side of the coin where it's like okay well you need to pick up you know more higher in speed you do have to do some sprint work and things like that yeah but for the most part most people that's and that's a little bit more your everyday person that's a little bit more related to the sport of crossfit Mm -hmm. which we're not necessarily talking about we're just talking about in general health and maybe slightly improving overall in your workouts inside the class. Is some of the best things you can do currently is you know maybe doing like a lot of times what you program on the basket alive is doing that more week. yeah more aerobic based. I think probably for the most part, I think a lot of people could benefit. I think from from what I can kind of at least from what I did back in my day when I was competing and just some of the research that I've seen is if you can do that about twice a week, I think that's without it wouldn't really affect your strength mm-hmm. and that's the number one thing is that with crossfit there's that, that balance of and you're trying to keep your conditioning while you're trying to keep where's that balance of time. building my conditioning but not and affecting my strength part. or vice versa right and that's the hard part and that's a, that's a hard part to do but that's the, the great thing about crossfit is right that, that we're not pushing the needle in too far directions that we're kind of like the you're seeing these, knife yeah exactly we're person, seeing people you know? who can you know back squat 500 pounds and run a, you know a sub 530 mile and you know, I think about twice a week is usually what people have kind of shown and seen at this point in time. They can do some aerobic conditioning some kind of without affecting their strength. Anything more than that, it starts affecting how much weight they're lifting and how much strength they can gain. And so, uh, but for the most part, I think most people could probably benefit more from strength training than necessarily conditioning, conditioning. Training, in my opinion. For sure, because I mean, in a CrossFit, like your normal CrossFit wide, you're, you're getting a good bit of conditioning. You really no are. Um, yeah. I mean, you're breathing hard normally, so like that strength that strength piece or whatever it may be, maybe you go do some strength after the workout, before the workout, that probably does benefit you a little bit more since you are kind of getting that conditioning side into the workout. Um, but I can see, it just kind of really, I feel like it depends on what you want though, kind of at the end of the day. Like if you want to, no, that's better. Yeah. You know, you know, you work on fast get alive. If you want to get a little stronger, you work on the strength piece after the workout. Um, it really just comes down to like what you what you're wanting to get better at. You know. Well, that's what I tell most people is the best exercise program is the one you're going to be able to stick to. The one you want. Yeah. The one you want to the do. One, the one's going to sure. be the most fun for you to be able to stick to most consistently because ultimately in the day that's what most people are after is you know they want to you know look good they want to feel good you know feel athletic. 
but at the same time, they want to have a good time being able to do it. If they're having to drag themselves into you know the gym every single day because of this current program they're doing, then that's not the right program for them. Absolutely. But I do think that for the most majority of the general population, will benefit more from their strength training to help improve overall longevity in life, and as well as even improving in CrossFit is the strength training is. That's the biggest flaw I see with, especially with females, is that they just don't have the general strength they need to be able to move through the movements like they should. Sure. You know, a lot of a lot of females could benefit more from doing, you know, more tempo work when it comes like strict pull-ups or their push-ups, you know, deadlifting, back squatting, and building that general overall strength. Even though that's not what most females want to do, do. Yeah. that's probably the number one thing they should be doing to perform better, but also probably look better as well. As well. Because a lot of girls are like, you know, I'm gonna touch a barbell and instantly put on. I'm gonna get, big, I'm gonna I'm gonna get, get I'm gonna 30 pounds of, of yeah. muscle mass, and <laughs> it's that's one of those things where you're gonna try, you're gonna train a lot to do that, and you're gonna have to eat a lot to do that as well. Muscle just doesn't. It doesn't just magically happen. Magically happen. For sure. You don't have the testosterone levels to be able to do that. I mean, a lot of these girls who are on the top of the CrossFits who look extremely meaty from all the training. You're talking like people that are training four, five, six hours a day. They're eating a lot. They're sleeping optimally, things like that. Like it's, they're training to look like that. Yeah, what, sure. and what I tell most people is, is it's like watching LeBron James thinking because you touch a basketball and play some pickup basketball, you're gonna look like you LeBron can, James. Exactly. That's a exactly. lot of training that goes behind that. A, a lot of stuff happens that you probably aren't aware of that yeah. happens. You know? But it's also kind of cool when you see girls when they first start coming in the CrossFit, you know, they, they start off with that general tone of, you know, I'm not really looking to lift a lot of weight, I'm just looking to tone, that's kind of like their verbers they use, mm-hmm. but as they kind of progress a few weeks in the CrossFit, they're like, well, maybe I'd want to do this, or maybe I want to back squat, maybe, I, maybe I do want to be able to do a strip pull-up, yeah. or maybe I do want to, you know, maybe back squat 125 pounds, and, and that's the cool part, the mindset changes, you, can, you get to see that, you know, like, especially when someone, like, shows up for the first day, like, we do something like phase one and phase two, which is kind of like a, you kind of, like, build your fundamentals and, like, your bases, um, and so, like, especially if you're coaching somebody in phase one, and you see them four or five, six months down the road, and now they're, like, doing stuff they never would have thought they were able to do, you know, um, a lot of people come into phase one, and they can't even do a, can't even do half of a strict pull-up, mm-hmm. and then six months down the road, they're doing a strict pull-up, um, so that's really cool for us to kind of see, and see the progression that y'all have as athletes in the gym, so, um, that's something that's cool to kind of see. Yeah, so it's pretty cool to see the progressions over a period of time, and how the mindset shift can happen, especially on the female side of things. So most guys usually want to come in here and they they want to they want to live decently heavily. They want to run fast. They want to be able to jump high. They want to you know get better on their times, whatever it may be. But you know usually when it comes to the, the female mindset, that's not always the case. You know they're looking more just kind of like lit and get some cardio in and. But that mindset, you know, changes over a period of time to where they get a little more serious about improving upon performance because it's empowering. It's empowering yeah, to. It feels good to finish a workout and feel like you did really well. Like yeah. that's that's a really good feeling. Well, it's empowering to see, you know, how you're improving fitness levels wise, right? It's empowering to see you know, yourself not be able to even remotely be able to come close to being a pull up to, you know, a year later that you're getting close to being on a strip pull up or you're going to do push ups now that you can never do push ups before push-ups. and lifting weights you thought you never could lift. And it's empowering as a person to be able to do that. And see those progressions over a period of time, and once you start seeing that, you start feeling that how that how that feels emotionally wise. You know, you want more. You of want that. to continue that. You want to continue you know? that you process. Want to, you want to add upon that and kind of see like where that brings you. Yeah. Um, for sure. I, I mean, 
no one like sees progress and says, oh, I can't, I want to go backwards. You know, you always want to go forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something cool in CrossFit. And there's always something in CrossFit that you can get better at. Now, you know, if you feel like you've mastered pull-ups, which you probably haven't, you can go to push-ups or you can go to like your back squat or whatever it may be to kind of like give you another new goal to kind of look at. Yep. Um, but yeah, man. So, well, guys, hopefully you guys enjoyed this first one here. Um, obviously, there'll be more to come down the future. And like I said, if you guys, you know, listen to this and some other topics you guys want to uh, jam on, we can do that. And if you guys don't like it, then I guess we'll just have to improve it from there. <laughs> <laughs> or if people don't listen, then we'll say, sh- we'll say shit on it and we, we just won't do it anymore. It's not a big deal. But we thought maybe this might be something that this may not be conversations that you guys like to listen in on and, and get some more in-depth information about different topics and and things like that as as a coaching staff that you know we maybe have the knowledge of that we don't necessarily get to share with you guys on a regular basis because we just don't have the the time the time to do that and you know the conversations just don't pop up the time and maybe some questions or you know things that maybe you thought before in the past and you know you wonder why we do a certain thing or i never thought about that way when you know we kind of bring up different situations and you know our, my, our mindset or take behind certain topics. So For sure. I mean, if they let us know, you know, we'll try our best to kind of get those things out of there. Yeah. But hopefully y'all did enjoy it. And we'll see you guys on, hopefully do about what? what once a week once or week? so? Once a week. Uh, week. Our goal goal right now. Once a week is our goal and uh, I'll probably get this out sometime next week. We're shooting this on a Thursday, so uh, we'll probably get this out to you guys the week after and we'll continue this process from there. All right. All right, guys. Have a nice Christmas. Later.